Hello there. This is Pastor Spencer here at Monroe Missionary Baptist Church. Thank you for being with us uh, today. This uh, new podcast series um, that we are going to be doing, and I'm go- we're going to do this in a way that um, we're going to use an old document that is a uh, called the Baptist Catechism. Now, um, we're going to do this because the Baptist Catechism is a very old document. It's actually from the 1690s, originally put together in, uh, in 1693. Uh, whenever our Baptist forefathers over in England were together, they said this. They, wanted, they said that a catechism be drawn up containing the substance of the Christian religion for the instruction of children and servants, and that Brother William Collins, uh, a pastor in England, be desired to draw it up. So, our Baptist forefathers, long ago, in the late 1600s, said, we want a catechism for our families and for our churches to instruct and pass along the Christian faith. Now, what is a catechism? Because I know, um, uh, let's be honest, one of the things is as Baptists, at least in recent history, we have not used catechisms. In fact, to oftentimes that word, when we hear the word catechism, depending on our background, we might, we might think uh, like the Roman Catholic Church, because some of us have come from a, a Roman Catholic background. We've heard about catechism uh, being taught in a Roman Catholic context, or we've heard about catechism if you, maybe you're a Lutheran. I know we, um, and you've come from a Lutheran background, and you know about catechism there, um, where Luther had a catechism he wrote. Well, a catechism is, what is that? Well, a catechism is, is a way of, of teaching the Christian faith, of passing it on by, uh, in a document with questions and answers. So you, there's a statement of a question, and then there's an answer. So that's how we pass, that's kind of like a back and forth teaching style of here's a question, can you answer this? And going back and forth, and it's a way in which to help memorize and inculcate and pass along and think through the Christian faith, the most basic things of the Christian faith. And so catechisms were used, um, in especially at the Reformation time, whenever Martin Luther, um, uh, you know, uh, brought, you know, kind of led the Protestant Reformation and the other churches and Christian leaders. And eventually our Baptist forefathers, right, flow out of that. And um, there were all sorts of catechisms floating around um, that were trying to pass along the Christian faith, to teach it. And that's what our Baptist forefathers did too. So they put together this Baptist catechism of questions and answers. And there are, I believe, uh, I think it's like 114. Let me check real quick. I believe it's 114, yes, 114 questions and answers. It's very closely and just based off of uh, the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which is a Presbyterian thing. But our Baptist forefathers took that and modified it for their purposes as Baptists. So what I want to do um, with you is to walk through this catechism question by question, uh, not taking too long. I don't want these episodes to be very long, uh, but we'll walk through each question. We'll read the question. We'll read the answer, kind of just meditate upon it uh, quickly through scripture and and then have a, a bit of a, my hope is to have at least one little, one one devotional article at the end to kind of just help us really think about these things and use this catechism from our Baptist past um, to help us think about the faith for today. 
uh, because we believe um, that their faith has been once for all delivered to the saints. And so we really want to um, pass along that faith that was given, that our forefathers had to, to get it from them, to put it in our hands, but then that we can take it in our hands and then pass it to our children and to new believers and to the lost who we hope come to know the Lord. So we want to share it with others, but first we need to get it ourselves from the past and then we take it and share it to others. And so I hope this will be helpful to you um, as I'm excited about it um, to, to think about our Baptist faith uh, through this catechism that our forefathers, our spiritual forefathers, um, gave and have left to us as an inheritance. And let's let's cherish this. And, and if, by the way, if you're ever interested, you can look this online. If you type in Baptist catechism, um, you'll probably find it. There may be other, there are other Baptist catechisms out there, but this was the one our, our Baptist forefathers uh, put together in the 1690s in England, and it was eventually used in America um, as well. And so I'm also going to be using, there's actually a book, uh, a Baptist forefather named Benjamin Badome used. He put together a, he called it a scriptural exposition of this catechism. And he was a pastor in England. And he put together um, kind of just a very basic, uh, just kind of like um, exposition of the catechism, the Baptist catechism. And it's helpful. He's got scripture references in there that you can look up and, and such. And so I'm really taking a lot from him and kind of using that as well to help us think about it uh, today. Okay, so let's start. We'll just see how it goes. And um, it should be a lot of fun. Okay, so the Baptist Catechism, the very first question of the Baptist Catechism is this. Question number one. When that's a good question for you to think about. What would you put as the first question? of a catechism. And there have been some famous questions to catechisms. This is the first question our Baptist forefathers um, put in their catechism to help us think about uh, the faith. Question one, who is the first and chiefest being? Answer, God is the first and chiefest being. So question one, who is the first and chiefest being? The answer, God is is the first and chiefest being. Now, for, so God is the first and chiefest being. He's first. In other words, when we think about that, he precedes all others in time, right? Because he lives outside of time. He precedes everyone else in order. He's the cause of all things. And he precedes everyone else. He's first in importance. Uh, he tells us in Isaiah 44, 6 through 8, he says, thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me. Since I appointed an ancient people, let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? Are you my witness? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no God. I know not any. Also, all things come from him. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, There is one God, the Father, from whom are all things, and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we exist. We see in Acts that in him we live and move and have our being. Acts 17, verse 28. And he is first in love as well. He is first there. We love because he first loved us, 1 John four nineteen. He is the first being, 
but he's also the chiefest being. He is the highest being and the most unique. He is high and utterly different. He is unlike any other. Exodus 15, 11, Moses' song, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? Psalm 115, verse 3, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Uh, Again, for who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? A God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. Psalm 89, verses 6 through 8. And his greatness, his, his firstness, and his chiefness will last forever. Psalm 92, verse 8. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. So God is the first preceding everybody else and and every other being created being in time and order and importance. He's also the chiefest because he's in a category all by himself. He does all that he pleases and there's no one like him. He is the first and the chiefest being. And therefore in our lives, as we think about this question and answer and this truth, you and I need to think about this fact that God is worthy of being first in our lives and loved above all else. He should be first in our thoughts, in our esteem, in our appreciation, in our adoration. Psalm 73, verse 25 says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. But he should also be loved above all else, chiefly loved. We see this in the first commandment, uh, the greatest commandment, in Luke ten twenty seven, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. But he should also be not only chiefly loved, but also chiefly feared. Jesus himself told his disciples, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. God is worthy of being first in our lives and loved above all else, chiefly loved and first in our thoughts. And whenever we look to God as the first and the chiefest of beings, whenever we put him first in our thoughts and chief in our hearts, we will be chiefly happy. We will be very happy. Psalm 114 verse 15 says this, Blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. How happy are they whose God is the Lord. So as we think about loving God, we see here, right, who is the first and chiefest being? God is the first and chiefest being. We should love the first and the chiefest above all else, God, the being that he is. We should love him. And this is from uh, Martin Luther, love begets love. And as this is what we we will close with today, like I said, I don't want these to be too long, but just to Help us pass along something uh, quickly of our, of our Baptist faith, but as we think about the Christian faith overall, so we let's meditate on God and his love, but also our love back to him as the chiefest and the first being. It says this, how, uh, Luther, Luther writes this, how does one come to love? The heart of man is so base that it cannot love unless this first seen, unless it's first seen the benefit of loving. Therefore, when God in the Old Testament time smote the people like he dealt them with them in terrible severity, it did not love him. 
Then God thought, I must deal with you in such a way and with such kindness that you must love me. So he took his son and sent him into our mire, sin and misery, and poured forth the entire story of his mercy that we might boast in all his goodness as though it were our own. He made himself a beloved father. He gave us his son, poured out his great treasure most generously, and sank all our sins and filth in the vast sea of his great goodness. The heart cannot but let this great love and blessing draw it to love in return, and then be prepared willingly to fill the divine commandments. Otherwise, the heart cannot love. It must find that it has been loved first. We cannot love first, therefore God comes, takes hold of the heart, and says, Learn to, to know me. Why? Who are you? I am Christ. I have plunged into your wretchedness. I have drowned your sin of my righteousness. This knowledge softens your heart. Therefore, you cannot but turn to him. When, learn what Christ, when one learns what Christ is, love is taught. That's wonderful, isn't it? The first part was a little weird. I, I'm trying to look at it again. Uh, about, uh, I think it was, a you got the point, but it was a little, I don't know if there were some grammatical errors at the very beginning of that, but, but you get the point, right? We know we love God because we realize he first loved us. And so knowing God, putting him first in our thoughts and chiefly in our hearts, we know him because of his love in Jesus Christ. He is the first and the chiefest being, and he should be first and chiefest in our heart he is the chiefest among 10,000. And uh, that is what the first question and answer of our Baptist Catechism teaches us. Let's cherish God together and love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. Well, we'll do question two next. Take care. God bless.